Hey everyone, welcome to the Northway College Ministry Podcast. My name is Ryan Knapp and I serve as college pastor at Northway Church. You are tuning in to our Voices of Wisdom series where we are interviewing different people and mentors who have had significant influence in the lives of our Northway College leaders. For week two of our series, I had the opportunity to sit down with Coach Justin Brown. Coach Brown was actually on the coaching staff at Mercer when I came as a freshman and started playing on the football team. He coached defensive line, and he was just an awesome coach. But he actually left coaching and went into full-time ministry and began to serve as team chaplain for Mercer, and then also served FCA as well. And through that, my relationship with him just continued to grow, and he poured so much wisdom into me throughout my years in college, and then also since then. He's just an awesome guy, and one of the qualities of him is he's just extremely relatable. People are drawn to him, and they enjoy being around him. He just has one of those personalities. And so what we actually sat down and talked about through this interview was, how can I be relatable? How can I be someone who gets along with people, someone who who can find common ground with people and use that ultimately for the advancement of the gospel. And so it was a really fun conversation. It was one that was extremely beneficial for me, and I hope it's uh, just as beneficial for you as well. What's up, man? There we go. How's it going? <sighs> Listen, man, this is uh, like my second live in two weeks, and it's it's always filled with technical difficulties. Maybe it's just me. No, I think it's me too. I, I suck at this kind of stuff. But, hey, we really appreciate you coming on. Man, I appreciate you for having me on that, man. I miss you so much, you and Sarah, man, you guys, and just being around y'all. Um, yeah, man. We. Uh, it's funny, whenever I see, like I have my notes, Justin Brown. Man, I've had so many people come up to me and be like, uh, they just, they'll just come come to me and start talking. Be like, oh, you know, Justin did this, Justin did that. I'm like, who is Justin? You'll forever be Coach Brown to me. Well, that's um, crazy because so, even listening to you talk at the beginning and say it's funny because you, you're different. Pe- you're different. Pe- you're different to people in different contexts. And so, like, if I'm yeah. at Mercer or anybody I still talk to at Mercer, it's all Coach. Um, mm-hmm. I did like I did a deal with Gardner Webb football team. Trey Lamb's over there now. And he's yeah. talking, he's introduced me to the team. He goes, Coach Brown, is Coach Brown. But it's like nobody here uh, where I'm at now in North Greenville calls me coach. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. It's just different context or different things. So it's, 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 it's always fun. I mean, that just shows you the different role you play in people's life. So I'm never like one of those people that's like, no, don't call me that. It's like, I love it. <laughs> yeah, I you'll forever it. be that. You can't get me to change. <laughs> so, hey, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself and just kind of your background and where you are now and all the different things. Yeah, absolutely, man. So um, I, uh, from Georgia, originally Warner Robins, a little bit south of uh, Macon there uh, for the Macon people um, on here and um, grew up there, graduated from the Warner Robins High School, played football there. It's nothing to do but play football or be in the, be in the military. Uh, left there, went and played ball at Furman and uh, graduated from there and coached Lamb, Bobby Lamb, uh, was my coach there and when I finished I coached a couple places and then he started at Mercy University started the football program there and came and offered me a job to come and help him come back to middle Georgia and help him start the program and so uh, did that and uh, that's why I ran into the great naps of the world 
man, so many solid dudes. Uh, man, just a bunch of I, – I really would say that y'all's class, I probably talked to more people from y'all's class than any other class I coached. And I got about five or six years of coaching, about five years. Yeah. Um, but y'all's class, I don't know, for some reason, man, I, I don't know if it was the grind of the practice season. Yep, that's uh, exactly what it was. <laughs> <laughs> that just drew us closer together. But uh, the guys from that class are the ones I talked to uh, the yeah. most and, and have the best relationship now. Um, but did that for a few years there at Mercer. Um, got called into ministry, man, and it was as as clear as day to me. Um, one of those things where, which I wish every decision in life came that clear from God. You know what so I mean? True. So true. <laughs> he gives you he gives you some that are really clear like that, and then uh, some not so much. You know, he, yeah. he kind of lets you filter through it. Um, so it was clear as day. Um, and was able to, um, man, in a in an amazing occurrence, man, step right into the role as chaplain there, um, mm-hmm. working specifically with the football team, which kind of transitioned into me uh, really working with all the sports there on campus, yeah. man, which was a huge blessing. I mean, it was almost a seamless transition, which you could see like God's hands all over it. Um, and so with that, went back to school, um, got uh, went back to seminary, and so – um, actually ended up doing a dual master's. And so I got two masters there at Mercer uh, in Atlanta. So smart. Back and forth. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then um, actually I didn't even, this is fresh off the press, um, but just got accepted into a PhD program. So I'll start that this fall. Wow. Um, yeah, Congratulations. Man. Yeah, man. So, uh, but then after I finished up, um, that was kind of like a GA deal uh graduate assistant deal they were paying for my, my school and didn't didn't turn anything full time and so I was looking for the next ministry opportunity and want to stay in higher ed um just because I love working with students um love love just being in a college atmosphere and so yeah. uh you know after looking around North Greenville hired me to come and be their director of athletic ministry so uh, I'm here in North Greenville in Greenville South Carolina Technically, Tigerville, South Carolina, Greenville County, um, but been serving here. This is my second year. Um, it's been a little bit different right now because yeah. we got the COVID, so we don't have any yeah. students. Um, so ministry is looking a lot different, which it is for everybody. Yeah. You know, yeah. it is for everybody. So, uh, but here, man, and, and working and just trying to keep doing the work that God's called me to do. That's awesome. So uh, y'all heard that he said he went to Furman in uh Something about Coach Brown, uh, I'll tell you a quick little story. When we were playing Furman our first year, which is a rival for us, I look on the sideline, and he's got his traditional uh, jacket zipped all the way up to the top like Coach Brown always does. (laughs) And he unzipped a little bit. I saw some purple sticking out. That joker wore (laughs) Furman colors when we were playing Furman, and he was coaching for Mercer. (laughs) But uh, anyways, no, yeah – I really do appreciate you coming on and sharing a little bit of the wisdom that you shared with me over the past few years. Um, and so let's just kind of get into some questions that uh, I, I described you as someone who's relatable. Um, but is that some, or what, what do you think um, that means? What does that mean to you? Uh, what is relatable that word? Just give kind of your definition of it. Yeah, I think uh, being relatable is just an ability to um, just be conversant with people. Right. To be able to uh, move in and out of different groups, different cultures. Um, You know, for me, a lot of that is uh, different sports um, Mm -hmm. and even in an administrative role in a university, moving between um, an athletic world and then an education world. You know what I mean? So being able to do that 
um, and being able to be do, do it with some sense of grace, um, um, some sense of you approach it with, I don't know everything, but I'm willing to learn anything, attitude, um, and just being able to fit in um, and, and talk and, and just have those conversations and, and, and not get too awkward. It's all, there's always going to yeah. be, you can't say awkward because yeah. there's always going to be some, some awkwardness there um, at some point, yeah. you know, but not get too awkward where you just kind of lose it all and kind of, uh, it gets really strange. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I obviously called you relatable and I think a lot of people have tested that, but is that something that um, maybe you would have like a character trait you would say about yourself? Um, uh, do you feel like you've had it kind of your whole life or is it something that you've kind of learned over years? Like, what do you think about it? Yeah, I think it's something, I think for one, it's just the, I think me just being a very, very big people person, right? I just, I love yeah. people. I uh, love talking to people. Um, and so I think it almost comes naturally because uh, most extrovert, introverted people, it might not come as natural, right? They're, right? they're less prone to just jump in conversations. So at a really young age, I mean, I grew up, you know, I said I grew up, you know, I grew up in Warner Robins, which is a military town. So one thing right. about that is you're going to get people from everywhere. Um, and so I've always had this curiosity um, and been very inquisitive about backstories. You know what I mean? So, like, I want to know uh, not just why something is what it is, uh, but how it got to be that way. You know what I mean? Yeah. So what's the full – so, like, documentaries are, like, my go-to. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, the, the Last Dance right now is – I was about to say, have you started it? <laughs> the Last – listen, I watched, I watched it back-to-back -back on Sunday. Like, I watched, I watched basically four straight hours of it. Nice. I just love backstories. You know, like, I'll sit around and watch documentaries all day or movies based on truth. You know what I mean? That stuff is just – Interesting. So it helps you learn about people, helps you learn about things. And I think that's also a part of it. it being inquisitive about things uh, makes you relatable because, you know, what people want is somebody to listen, you know, somebody that cares about them. Um, and for me, it's a genuine care about right. like where that person comes from, what they've been through. That's like and even like so even with like documentaries, like psychology is another um, another thing I'm interested in. So like yeah. now starting to read and stuff like that on by, you know, how when people think a certain way, why do they think that way? Right. Even right. like going back into my own life, like, why do I think the way I think? So now I'm starting yeah. to ask my mom crazy questions because <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's starting to explain why I am the way I am. And so I think it all it all adds up. And so it's, it's something that you start with, but it's also something that you develop. I mean, it's it's something that comes natural, but you have to develop it. You have to continue to because right. um, you can easily isolate yourself in one place and not go around. Uh, not going different places around different people and in different groups. Um, but when you begin to explore all of those, man, you find out so much. Um, and the beauty of people, man, like the yeah. beauty that God has created us all in. Uh, yeah. So that's good. Um, sidebar, but how, how's being an extrovert in quarantine? How's that treating you? Yo, you know, I have this slight <laughs> introverted side where I need to, you know, like, it says that Jesus drew away to the mountain to be by himself. Like I have yeah. that about me, but I, I've just been on the mountain a little bit too long. Uh, <laughs> it's starting to get to that point, you know, like we're doing checkouts with some of our students and I'm seeing some of them. I'm like, man, I miss y'all so much. Uh, yeah. You know, it's like, I'm ready for y'all to come back, but then we're about to hit summer. So it's about to be another, you know, two, three months before you even potentially get to see him again. So yeah. it's, How are you it's staying been, connected with people during all this? Yeah, so a lot of uh, phone calls, texts. Um, we do some Zoom stuff. 
uh, one of the ways we've kind of stayed connected in kind of as an uh, athletic ministry deal is we're doing some devotionals that we're putting out on IG um, every other day. Um, just did a sermon on Good Friday that we released out cool. um, for the students to have. And so just try to any other way. I mean, you don't want to overkill them because most of the students right. are sleeping. They're probably about noon and they're overloaded in work. Most of them you talk to, the, the work is kicked up for them since they're not in yeah. class. And so they're inundated with that. And then they got to be back home with mom and dad. They've lost their freedom. So, yep. uh, you know. Yeah, just trying all kinds of things. That's kind of the season we're in. Any and everything, man. Zooming, zooming everybody to death and uh, FaceTime. Instagram live things. Instagram. Everybody's on Instagram live, you know, which is it's good. I think, man, it's been great. I think one of the great things about this, and you talk about being relatable, I think, like, for churches, right? There's a lot of great ministers of the gospel who just don't have the resources to put their, that haven't, had the resources, the time, or the ability to put their stuff out there in the past. And right. so now this has forced them to yeah. do that. You know yeah. what I mean? So now there's a lot of, man, one of the things I do every Sunday is I ask people to post their sermons, um, their sermon links online. Because I just love, I love listening to preaching. Yeah. And so I'm getting to hear so many good people who we usually wouldn't get to hear, right? Yeah. But now they're forced into this situation. They got to put their stuff right. out there. Uh, and so it's great, man. We get to hear. We don't have to listen to. I mean, listen, the Matt Chandlers, the T.D. Jakes and the Francis Chans and all those guys, they're great. I love them. Right. Um, but there's some guys who never get any attention who are beast in the pulpit. Um, yeah. So I'm enjoying listening to their sermons as well. That's really cool. So uh, getting back to our questions, what um, do you think being relatable is important? Do you think it's something that we need to be um, just kind of what are your thoughts just on like on the importance of relatability in general? Yeah, man, absolutely. Like, I don't think, I think in order to do really anything well, but specifically ministry, right. If we're talking in a ministry context uh, to lack relatability is to lack the ability to do ministry. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, you're, you're, you're limiting the people you can reach, right. We know the words right. of Paul, you know, Paul says, I become all things to all people, yeah. um, you know, so that, so that they may know Christ right now. He's not talking about, I'm not going to become a drug dealer so I can reach a drug dealer, <laughs> right? Uh, but I can go and have a conversation with a drug dealer um, because I can relate to his situation, right? Because the sin that he's in is the same kind of sin that I'm in, right? And so right. when I recognize that, I'm not seeing our sins on different levels. Um, I can relate myself to him. And I think there's always a point of relatability mm -hmm. to anybody you talk to, Um Two, two, two great examples I think of. One was, um, and one time when I was at Mercy, we had the chaplain from the Colts came down uh, mm. for a couple of days. And I remember, I remember yeah. we, we, uh, we went out to lunch and spent some time together. And I just wanted to, you know, just spend some time with him, kind of pick his brain on some stuff. And I was like, the question I asked him, I was like, what is it like doing ministry uh, to millionaires? I mean, you do doing ministry <laughs> to a bunch of dudes who have, you know, almost everything. They're playing at the highest level. They got all the money, you know, they probably got, you know, all the material things in life they want. Um, and he was just like, man, once you realize they're just as broken as you are, it's easy, right? Yeah. The dude with a million dollars is just as broken as the dude with $50. Um, That's good. And so that ministry goes easy. And then another one I think of was there was one time, um, and I'm glad I can't remember her name. I wouldn't say it, but there was this young lady <laughs> at Mercer, and I remember – we were having a conversation, good conversation. And I remember I was like, hey, listen, we got FCA. Um, I can't, when do we do it? Maybe on Monday nights then? 
Monday nights or Tuesday remember. nights. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I was like, we got FCA on Monday nights at 7. Why don't you come fellowship with us um, and have a good time? And she literally was like, I'd much rather bang my head against a toilet than come to an FCA meeting. <laughs> and so I don't know if she knew I was the FCA director or <laughs> if she was oblivious That's to that funny. point. Uh, but I was like, okay, cool. Uh, so we just kept talking. And then we fa- I found out she was from Baltimore and I happened to be a Baltimore fan. Um, and so I was like, oh man, I love, Bal- I love the Ravens. You know what I mean? So we got to talking about that a little bit. And she was like, oh, that's so cool. So at the end she was like, hey, you know what? I'm actually going to come on Monday night at seven uh, just because you're a Ravens fan. You know what I mean? So it's yes, like that good. point, you know what I'm saying? Like that's, that's a sense of, so like for me, if, if that's a moment of I can't relate, then I take that rejection and I'm like, all right, well, this conversation is over. But like right. I said, there's always a point of relation to it between any two people, right? right. So it's just about having conversation and figuring it out. And who knew that would have been because Ray Lewis was a killer linebacker and I was in love with him. And so it happened yeah. to make me a Baltimore Ravens fan. And that's, that's what drew her to FCA, um, you know, that that's Monday really cool. night. You know what I'm saying? So it's yeah. like, there's a point of relation between everything and you have to have that. It's, it's a necessity right. in order to push forward the gospel. Yeah. And it's cool because, because of that relation at something as small as Ray Lewis with the Ravens made that girl have the opportunity to hear the gospel at FCA. Yeah. So that's just, a, that's a really cool uh, comparison there. Are there any other ones that come to your mind uh, that you can think of? And if not, it's fine, but any other like specific situations that, jog your memory of like times where being relatable was, was really important and you saw some fruit from it. Yeah. I mean, I and think one of, no, one of the, one of the guys, one of the guys I love, man, this dude, he came and spoke. Um, he came and spoke uh, when I was at Furman, uh, probably my junior year, um, a guy named Shep. Um, yeah. I remember came, him. came and spoke at Furman. And I just remember that was like one of those moments, like that's what I'm called to do is share, share God's word with people. Cause it's just yeah. hearing him share the word with people and the way he communicated and how it touched so many people. And I remember a line of dudes outside um, that just wanted to talk to him cause they resonated with his story so much. Right. Um, and then flip that and you come back and me and him, it kind of kept a uh, relationship a little bit uh, throughout that time. And so I got him when I, when I took over at Mercer, I got him to come one time. Um, yeah. I, I don't know if you, you were you still there when I, when yeah, came? I yeah. remember that one. Yeah. So he Shep came um, and then just seeing the amount of guys that related to him that he was able to reach um, on a level that I couldn't reach him. Right. Right. Because we have a similar story, but he's also got some some stuff in his story that I had been to been through. But that resonated with some other guys who connected with him. So he was sending me like when dudes were sending him DMs, he was sending them to me. You know, like, hey, this this is, you know what I mean? Like, so we were chopping up back and forth, but it's like his ability to relate to them, his story relating to their story was like the thing that opened up their eyes to the gospel. Yeah. Because good. it's like, hey, I've been where you are. This is what changed my life. And if it changed me, it can change you. And so then we were able to begin to have those conversations, um, me and the players who, who were messaging him. And so it's just, that's, that's why I love – having different people come in and speak to teams, you know, yeah, I mean? yeah. um, as great as a communicator, I think I am as, as much as I know as God has called me to speak, my voice doesn't touch everybody, not in the yeah. same way, you know? And so the more voices you can get, and sometimes it's hit or miss. There's some people that are yeah. terrible. Yeah. 
but I think it's it's but even the terrible people hit somebody. That's what's yeah. crazy about it. The yeah. person you think is terrible is there's somebody in there that can relate to their story and they're like, oh, man, that's what I needed to hear. Yeah, that's good. So um, we both agree that like relatability is, is, is key in reaching people. Like you, I think you said something about how like you can't be a minister. You can't minister to anyone or share with anyone if you can't relate to them at all. Um, and so since it is key and and there's some people who it's just supernatural, like you said, for you, it's just kind of comes to you. And there's some people who are like, oh, yeah, I get that. Um, that's easy for me. But then there's the other people who are just like, man, how the heck do I relate to people? Like, I have no common ground there. Um, it's a struggle for some people. So yeah. what would you say to them are some like practical steps like that we can just kind of lay out and say, this is some things you can do, some principles you can apply to be relatable to people since it is such a key thing. Yeah, um, I would say a couple things. One, um, I would say, uh, one, I would just first, first and foremost, I would just say be a listener. Um, I think that's where most people make a mistake. They come in ready to talk. And that's yeah. especially a ministry, right? Because in ministry, all we're trying to do is get to, you know, we're trying to lead the next person to Christ, right? Um, right. You know, it kind of becomes, it's kind of gone into this result driven, which it is, you do want the results because you want, you, want, you want souls in heaven at the end of the day. Right. Um, but there is an aspect to that of understanding patience and just being able to listen. Right. When you think about when Jesus yeah. goes around, Jesus doesn't isn't just saying stuff to people. He's asking questions. And when you ask a question, people have to reply and you have to listen. Right. Right. And um, and so it's like being able to just listen to people. Right. Don't go in with a, you know, I know we want to go in and go, you know, hey, do you know Jesus Christ? No, you don't. All right. You know, it's like we want to go down this kind of this missionary list but sometimes it's like man you're just meeting people where they're at letting them talk right and it'll come and just being yeah. ready for it and you know spending time before you enter in you know just period all the time spending time with god is like hey when those when those ministry moments come let me recognize them and let me dig into it um so just listening i think most people really just want a listening ear um yeah that's a, that's a lot of what I do and probably what you do as well is just yeah. listening. I mean, you're just listening right. to people. There ain't a whole lot of talking. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I think the second part of that is to, uh, man, to just press into the discomfort, right? Mm -hmm. Press into the discomfort. And I think that's, that's hard for people. Um, yeah. It's awkward again, you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's, it's a necessity, man. I think on the other side of discomfort is the prize, right? And yeah. Uh, that's in anything in life. And so if we're not, I mean, God hadn't called us to be comfortable, right? Right. When, you know, when the, you go back and you look at the, the stories of the disciples, when he calls them, right, he doesn't, he doesn't call them. And he's like, hey, I'm, I'm going to let you do what you've been doing. Um, but just come hang out with me for a little bit. It's like, no, I want to completely shift what you're doing. Mm -hmm. um, and it's going to be uncomfortable. Right. Yeah. You're going to you're going to be a part of some conversations that are uncomfortable. You're going to be around some people, sinners, tax collectors, uh, Pharisees, those people that are despised. And it's going to be uncomfortable. You're going to be ridiculed. And hate. It's it's going to be uncomfortable. Right. So there's going to be that discomfort. But if you just press into that. Right. And just lead. I mean, follow as he leads. Um, then it'll be it'll be it's a prize on the other side of that. Right. That's where the victory is um, sitting on the other side of that. And I think it's it's important to understand that everything is birthed out of spending time with God. Right. And so um, if I want to be relatable to God, I first have to have that relation. If I want to be relatable to people, 
I first have to have that relationship with God, right? Yeah. Because I can't relate a God to people who I don't have a relationship with, you know? That's good. Um, yeah. And so spending time with him um, day in and day out, praying for those moments, right? This It's important. Like, that's big too, right? Praying for those moments of where I can have conversations with people. Yeah, that's um, huge. Based upon any and every, uh, any and every type of topic, right? How can I, how can I, how can I make a strong pivot to the gospel sometimes? Or how can yeah. I make a soft pivot, you know? Yeah. Um, and then sometimes it's just practicing in your house. Like sometimes I have conversations with myself, right? Uh, <laughs> you talk to yourself? No. Uh, no doubt. <laughs> Especially right now. Uh, yeah, that's right. But I think, I think two ways, like obviously, you know, when you, when you preach, uh, I preach to myself all the time. Yep. Um, so every time I preach a sermon, I probably preached it to myself 50 times before it ever hits the stage. I can relate um, to that. <laughs> but then the aspect of conversations, right? I think about the way conversations could go, right? Yeah. Um, and what what am I what am I going? How am I going to pivot in those conversations, right? Um, and that may be based upon specific places where I'm going to do ministry. So um, sometimes I'll go do prison ministry, and so uh, how to pivot in those conversations looks different than if mm -hmm. I'm going to do uh, a high school football camp. Uh, with 100 high school footballers, right? But thinking yeah. about how to pivot those conversations and how to make, you know, relatable analogies to some of the things they're going through or just to the sport that they're playing and things like that. Um, and so practicing those conversations, there's nothing wrong with that, right? That's, you know, people, it may sound dorky. Right. Um, but, you know, the, the best way to get better at something is to practice. You know, you nobody goes out and just plays the game. Yeah. They practice. And so practicing those conversations yeah. and, and it happens. They present themselves. Um, so a few ways I think can help. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, as I sit here and think about it, I'm like, okay, there's so many people who probably feel so unrelatable, especially to certain types of people, but who more unrelatable of a person than God in the flesh, like all powerful, right. almighty God, how can he relate to a human being? But yet that's what Jesus does. He like, he humbles himself, which is something you said earlier was humility is a big thing. Um, and it's a, it's a step we take from looking to Jesus. Mm -hmm. And then also, I think what I would add to it as well is like, just f push to find that common ground. Like there's common ground somewhere. Mm -hmm. um, I think back to whenever I was, had my first youth group that uh, I was youth pastor in a few years back. And, you know, like the common thing is if you just say, oh yeah, I played college sports. Like it, they don't have to know anything else. They just like instantly engaged. And I said that and they're just like, who cares? Like they would come from an agricultural <laughs> area. They did FFA and stuff like that. So there was no relation, but what it took was a very, a lot of uh, pushing and finding that common ground in areas that we, I didn't think there would be common ground. So I think that's do it. Um, so yeah, let, let me uh, see if anyone's got any questions. We'll go to a point and give every opportunity for those of who were live with us um, asked Coach Brown a question about relatability or really just anything, um, now is your chance. You can just comment it. And if not, that's fine too. We'll just, uh, but I just want to give you guys an opportunity uh, to ask. Yeah, let me add one thing. Question. Let me add one more thing too. Um, as you were, you were, what you were saying about always having those points of reference and kind of mentioned it earlier. Um, I think that we as people, as human beings, uh, no matter anything, we have more things alike than we have different. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Um, that's the absolute truth. Good. And so it's like to give up, right? To say that 
there's just, there's no way. Like when I hear people say, I just got, there's nothing we have in common. You know what I mean? Like they'll talk about, I got nothing in common with this kid. Can you talk to him? And I'm just like, no, you got something in common. You just haven't yeah. dug deep enough because we have more things in common than we have uncommon or, you know, not alike. Like we're more alike than yeah. we are not alike. You know what I mean? And so that's there's good. something there and it's about finding that's, and that's whether you're a guy, you, you know, you're a guy talking to a girl, girl talking to a guy, uh, a black person talking to a white person, Asian to a Hispanic, whatever it is, you know what I mean? There is some sense of relatability there, whether you, you know, oh, yeah. economic status, anything like there's a common point. There's probably 20 of them. And all you yeah. need to find is really one to get the thing rolling. Um, yeah. So that's just press for that. Yeah. And I, I think uh, at times what we're not, what we're not saying here is, Oh, you have to be perfectly relatable to every single person. You're going to have great chemistry with every person. Like mm-hmm. there's going to be those who you have more chemistry with than others. And that's okay. That there's not wrong with that. You God's given you specific influence and specific relatability with certain people. But what we are saying is that you can find common ground with pretty much anybody, no matter how different the context is. You just have to put forth the effort and, and prayerfully look for it, you know? Yeah. And that's why relationships are huge right there. Right. Yeah. Because the person who I found a common ground with, but there are so many different parts, different, my relationship with others, I can call them and say, Hey, I got this, this, this person who um, is X, Y, and Z. And that's just, I don't, I don't, that's not me. How should I approach this? Right. So whether it's me calling to get intel on how to better connect with this person, or if it's saying, Hey man, that's a very interesting story. I got somebody I want you to talk to who who could probably better help you um, as you're trying to, as you're trying to mature through your faith, right. And connecting those to people. So when you talk about relatability, having those relationships with people, um, that's another huge part of it. Yeah, that's really good. And like we said from the beginning, it, it all stems from a compassion for other people, like a genuine mm-hmm. care. You're not going to be relatable or, or not effectively relatable if you don't care for people. And so mm-hmm. we have to have that compassion for people. And then, like you said, we get that compassion for others as we love God more and deepen that relationship. He's the one that stirs our heart's affections for his people and mm-hmm. for his created beings. And so that's where it all stems from is, is a love of God and then, ultimately what he did for us on the cross is where it all comes from. That's yeah. the common ground. So anyone have any questions? I'll give y'all a few more seconds to take a shot. Uh, there's, here's one. How do you find balance between being relatable to everyone and not coming off as fake? That's a good question. Um, man, I would say just don't be fake, right? Just be uh, really just be authentically you. Uh, I think one of the things that, so we talked about that awkwardness earlier. One of the things that people are afraid of is not knowing something or not being able to relate to something or not feeling like they know the lingo. So um, I do, well, we both do a lot of ministry with uh, high school kids, right? And middle school. And sometimes I don't know the lingo. Yeah. And so when I don't know some lingo that they're talking, I ain't sitting there um, trying to act like I know I'm asking questions like, what does that mean? Right. Um, or if it's somebody who I don't, I don't understand their life and they're telling me about something and I'm, I'm trying to figure it out. Like, how does that feel? Like I, I haven't had that experience. Yeah. How has that felt for you um, growing up in that? Or how did that feel for you experiencing that? 
Um, you know what I mean? So just not trying to pretend like you know. I mean, because the thing about it is people can can spot fake really quick. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like they can spot it really fast. And so to kind of put on a perception that you you fully understand or that you know, um, it'll it'll be it'll be recognized really fast. And so it's about like just being honest, man. I don't know everything. Um, one of the greatest things we have in in uh, in our in our mind is the ability to say I don't know. Um, yeah, that's but good. we're just we're just afraid to say that. And I get questions about the Bible and stuff like that, and I don't know. Funny, <laughs> it co- most of them come from my nieces and nephew. Like they ask these off the wall questions <laughs> about the Bible, and I'm just like, I, I have no idea. <laughs> so, yeah, um, but not being afraid to say that, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, letting that awkwardness be there. I don't know, and and pressing forward and talking about what you do know. Yeah, I think with relating people, you find out what they're interested in. And if their interest isn't what your interest is, you don't have to fake your interest in it because your genuine love is for them. And you let them know, hey, like, I don't know much about that. Let me, at, let me ask questions about it. Tell me more about whatever this is. And that way, you're not faking your interest to match theirs. Your interest is in them. Like, you, you have compassion over them. And so you don't have to fake anything when you do that. Yeah. Um, anyone else have any questions? That was a good question. Anyone else have any other questions? We'll give you a few more seconds to ask one. And if not, uh, Coach Brown, do you have anything? Or Coach Justin Brown, do you have any uh, <laughs> any last words to, to share with everybody before we jump off of this thing? No, man, I just appreciate you having me on, man. It's good to talk to you. Uh, glad y'all are doing good. You and the Northway family. Uh, spent a lot of time over there with the Good North Wayans. Um, yeah, North Wayans. <laughs> the North Wayans. Uh, so, man, I'm just I'm just happy to get a chance to chat up with you and, and share some stuff um, with you guys, man. I think uh, if I was if I was to say something kind of on this, just ending up, I would just say, um, man, just just keep pressing. Um, you know, trying to be relatable, whatever it is you're trying to press in in your ministry. And I think it's important for um, everyone who's who's listening to this to understand that uh you do have a ministry right and your mm-hmm. ministry uh, may not be in a pulpit your ministry may not be uh on a campus ministry your may your, your ministry may not be with a college ministry at a church uh, but you do have a ministry wherever you work at wherever you go to school at whatever team you play on right that's a specific ministry that god has given you um and he's giving you that for a specific reason and so um spending time in prayer asking him you know, how to steward that in a, in a good way, um, how to have those conversations and, and how to reach those people that seem lost. And I think going back to what Ryan said, man, just being compassionate and caring about people, that's, that's going to push you in so many ways, man. Cause when, when you, when you care about people, you'll find yourself doing some stuff you never thought you'd do, uh, in your whole life and having conversations you never thought you'd have. And so, but when you care for people, it just shifts how you do, how you think about stuff. Yeah. Um, but just keep pressing in that, man. Trust God to give you those opportunities. Don't force it. Um, but just know that God's going to give you the right moment. And and when he gives it to you, go with it. Don't run from That's it. That's good. Just go with it, man. So many times God has, has called us to pray for people in those moments. And I've avoided them for so long. And, and like, and I got to a point where I was like, man, when God tells me I'm in somebody's presence, I got to pray for them. Like, I don't care if they're like, no, don't pray for me and walk away. I'm gonna stand right there and just pray for him by myself. <laughs> like you got, if, when he calls you to do it, man, you gotta go. Um, that's good. And that's just that's just the that's just the important part of it. So, man, you have a ministry. Do your ministry. 
Um, God is faithful, man, and you're going to see the fruit from it eventually. That's good. Hey, one last question for uh, you jump off. It says, how do you encourage the unprepared student? How do you encourage the unprepared student? How do you encourage the unprepared student in what regard? I'm sorry. Uh, it doesn't say. Um, so well, I, I would say I would say kind of in general. So we're going to say in a unprepared student uh, in a ministry standpoint, we'll go there. Um, I think it's trust what God has already. Um, I think what's important to know is God has already given you enough um, in whatever whatever it is you're doing, right? Um, whatever, however you feel, right? The thing is, most of us think, and that's the issue, right? So even going back to like saying everybody has a ministry, right? We all have a ministry, but we all think in order to have a ministry, we got to be, we got to go to seminary and we got to be theologically astute and we got to have read seven John Piper books, uh, watch 56 <laughs> sermons on Monday. You know what I mean? We think we have to go through, but it's like, if you're being faithful to God, right? He's giving you everything that you need to complete what it is, right? Now, the thing is, don't stop there. Keep going, right? You right. want to keep learning and keep growing. Uh, but in the moment where you have an opportunity to, to, you know, whether it's to do ministry with somebody, uh, to speak life over to somebody, to just in a moment, you know, speak, speak about God to somebody, God's giving you everything that you need, right? Jesus, you've got the essentials. Um, yeah. and so it's like speaking that and using that and trusting that, right? Trusting that in those moments. Um, and even if you got to take a second to pray before you start to speak, right? Because um, we're not timid, right? We're we, we're not, you know, of those who who uh, who press back, right? We're we're strong, mighty, and courageous, right? That's who He called That's us good. to be. And so, whether you're mighty and courageous with a lot or just a little bit, right? Your ministry can be just as strong as some dude who's been doing ministry for fifty years. It's going to be different, um, but it's going to be strong. And God calls us to do ministry in different ways. And so, just be confident in what God has given you, because He's given you more than enough to do what he's actually to do. Because listen, contrary to popular belief, the disciples weren't that smart. Um, <laughs> and they got a lot of stuff wrong, but they did a lot of amazing stuff. And 2000 plus years later, we're still talking about them. And so, um, and being faithful and just sticking and, and trusting God, man, and understanding you got more than enough. Um, that's good. You got more than enough. So that's really good. Well, man, we really appreciate you uh, coming on and everything. Uh, the last thing someone said was, uh, one of our students said, my dad wants to know if you've ever written a book. And if you haven't, he thinks you should. So maybe that's your next, <laughs> your next project once you finish school is to go ahead and write us a book because that might be one of the few books I read. So, <laughs> Hey, well, listen, if I do write one, you get a free copy nap. Oh, man. My heart's warmed. My Matter of fact, warmed. I'm, I'm sitting in two. One for you, one for Sarah, man. <laughs> there you go, man. Well, I appreciate it. And uh, you stay safe. And uh, I love you, brother. Love you, man. Appreciate it. Be blessed. All right. Talk to you later, man. Bye. All right, bro.